Well, a little kind of subset of the sex addiction, which I wanted to talk about, was you have the person who say, okay, I'm a sex addict because of my behavior. I'm having, I, I think I have too much sex or casual encounters, or I'm a fool for romance, or I'm online 18 or, hours. Or, you know, the, this, the ones that I find are the, the silliest are the ones who just think because they masturbate once a day, you know, it's the end of the world. And you're like, no, <laughs> you're just fine. But then there's folks who feel very guilty about their enjoyment of fantasy and also stories and pictures that enhance that. Sure, they they masturbate, but they especially like to masturbate reading their favorite erotica or looking at their favorite magazine or watching a video. You know, that is really pleasurable and makes the orgasm, the arousal, just that much more fun. And it has to do with that mental stimulation as opposed to saying, I love my Hitachi Magic Wand. It totally is the mental part. You know what I'm saying, the visual. The, yeah, the, absolutely. I'm, I think of arousal as the <laughs> summation of the physical and the mental things. And sometimes it's 50-50, sometimes it's 51-49, and sometimes it's 98-2. There we go. So we have, for lack of a better word, we have all these kinds of sexual representation that people often enjoy to get excited. And you'll have a lot of folks who feel so bad about that because it's not that they're all saying, and it's because I was raised Mormon and told this was bad. I mean, that would, okay, there's one group, but there's another group that will say, I want to be present with my partner <laughs> now. I want, you're laughing, I'm doing my new age impersonation. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have the tantric thing where I look in your eyes and like, we're right here and my mind does not think about busty gals or, or donkeys or whatever the hell your mind goes to. I'm, well, you can probably tell. I guess I'm so impatient. You know, I always... I well, you see, you, 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 you're uh, such a, a pro-sex person and you're so encouraging and so permissive giving. Yeah, I want to say it. Well, I want to say, say it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And I want to say, well, it might be okay. Uh, I don't really care whether it's okay. I want to know what it means. <laughs> I want to say I don't care, too. <laughs> One of the main virtues of your career, your role in society, your social role, if I may be so bold as to describe it, <laughs> is as a, you know, a permission giver. It, during this transitional time, you know, from the old sexual world to the new sexual world. And th this is a kind of parental substitute, if you will. It's certainly a, a substitute for any sex education, which hardly anyone is getting. Mostly the way people have been raised in the past with regard to their sexuality is moral, moralistically so that the only things that they were taught was what was good and what was bad, and what was good was very, very small, and what was bad was very, very big. And so if we're moving now into a new sexual world with new opportunities, lifelong health, management of disease, commercial incentive, all sorts of opportunities and temptations constantly, constantly, we have to have a new attitude. And that attitude has to really move away from bad, bad, bad to let's be realistic. It's like athletics or it's like 
a cafeteria of food. It's not that, you know, one food is good and one food is bad, but that the foods are different and that you want to have a balance or what is the consequences or you have to understand what's going on here. And some sports are good when you're 15 years old and other sports are good when you're 50 years old. But, but it's not that one sport is good and one sport is bad. Let me finish. So that you're, you've played this role of saying, you know, try not to just be so consumed with guilt all the time and try just to enjoy things. And I think that's an extremely valuable role. On my side of the table, we play a little bit of a different role because I'm interested in the choices that people have made or the, the, the behaviors that they're engaging in. How did it come about? And I try to create a non-judgmental atmosphere without being explicitly non-judgmental without saying it's okay it's okay but just saying you know tell me more tell me more tell me more